I'm Paul Sutton, and this is Digital Download, the show where I talk to topic experts on digital marketing, social media, and public relations about the things that matter in today's communications industry. Back in November last year, I published an episode of this show in which I suggested in the wake of the Wall Street Journal's revelations about Facebook's impact on society, that just maybe it was time to quit the network. In it, I talked about the huge ethical reservations that I personally have over the way Facebook puts profit before people, and how we as individuals have a responsibility to act upon that. But although that show was one of the most listened to of 2021 and hopefully opened some eyes, my guess is that it had little, if any, discernible impact on behaviour. It did, however, attract the attention of others who also have concerns about Facebook, and not just from an ethical standpoint. One of those people was Jenny Kahn, who wrote an article for Entrepreneur around the same time entitled Dear Corporations delete your Facebook page. In the article, she posed a few questions. Do your Facebook posts regularly generate next to no engagement? Do similar posts on other networks perform considerably better? Do you sometimes question whether your audience is even seeing your posts? She said that if you answered yes to any of these, you should delete your Facebook page. It's an argument based on performance of content, not on ethics. And it's also one I completely agree with. Over the last 12 months specifically, I've seen previously well-performing brand pages really struggling to reach the right people or get any form of meaningful engagement. And in that time, my advice to clients has changed. Whereas a couple of years ago, I'd have been confident of amplifying effective content to the right people using paid reach, even that's no longer the case although I'm going to cover Facebook advertising in another upcoming show. My advice nowadays hinges around the fact that if we can't make your content work, if we can't identify a positive business return from Facebook, or if we can't even answer the very simple question, why do we really have a Facebook page, then it's probably time to close that page down. So today on the show, Jenny, who runs Lumino Digital, is debating this with me in more detail. Jenny started out in print journalism and graduated in 2008, getting a job at a large metropolitan newspaper. But that only lasted four months due to the global credit crunch, and she ended up working for a series of small community newspapers. But it was while working here that she says she accidentally stumbled across Facebook to help support reporting. She started teaching the other editors about how to connect with readers and share stories. So I was teaching all of these typically older journalists to trust Facebook, (laughs) which is so funny um, because they were very skeptical. I guess I realized pretty quickly that if you're going to consult on Facebook, you ought to do it for someone who pays more than a journalist will. It was at this point that Jenny pivoted to the agency world and started to consult brands on social media use. In 2013, she established a social media and design agency with two partners to create and distribute content. And two years ago, she started Lumino Digital, which focuses on brand reputation and what third parties are saying online about brands. 
social listening is obviously a very important part of that. What are people tweeting about your brand? But also everything on that, especially the first page of Google search results, a lot of brands aren't looking at that and certainly not looking at that regularly. But you likely have a glass door profile that is highly visible on that page. And if it has a lot of highly negative reviews that no one has ever responded to, important stakeholders are going to find that, whether that's prospective employees or investors or, of course, customers. You know, They can all see that. And then as well, there can be related searches. So if you've had some sort of controversy in the news and your brand becomes associated with a particular person or term that was in the news, that can show up. And so it's just important to be regularly looking at those items and doing what you can to make sure that you're optimizing every place that you can. Jenny says that from an online reputation perspective, Facebook has long been seen as something you have to do, whether you want to or not. A bit like eating your vegetables, as she puts it. You know, maybe in 2010, 2011, you know, early on in the Facebook days, that probably would have been my advice and and likely was if you found recordings from that time. But I think that time is in the past and not every brand has to have a Facebook page in 2022. The people on Facebook using Facebook are not necessarily looking to hear from large B2B enterprises when they're on that platform. And I think we're burning a lot of unnecessary calories to create content for that channel that no one's really looking at anymore. And so I just want to give marketers the permission to let Facebook go. I mean, if it's working for you, please keep doing it. If you're running ad campaigns and you can demonstrate ROI or you're getting great traffic, if you're running a really active Facebook group, Facebook could be a great place for your brand. But I think there are a lot more of those brands out there that are just continuing to eat the vegetables, but it's not providing the nutrition they think it is. When did Facebook start turning a bit sour for you? Because if I think about it from my perspective, it's probably only the last, I would say, couple of years that I've started to rethink it in terms of my client base and thinking... You know, people don't need a Facebook page now. And whether that's for, you know, I I have a lot of ethical questions over Facebook, but there's the performance side of it too. If I I go back 10 years, I would have been the same as you saying you absolutely need a Facebook page. It's where people are, but not anymore. When did it start turning, like I said, a bit sour for you? Uh, That's a great question. I would agree. It's it's relatively recent. You know, I, I think in 2016, the election, the concern about fake news being proliferated through Facebook and its algorithm. I don't want to say that that's when everyone lost confidence in Facebook, but it kind of does seem like there's a connection there. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, Facebook certainly made changes so that you can't edit titles and and descriptions of links and and kind of mislead people unless the website itself is misleading people, Um, you know, and and they're trying to make it so that you can report fake news. But just generally speaking, I would say since 2016, it's just continued to be diminishing returns. And again, it, it depends on the type of brand. I think a lot of B2C 
brands are probably still finding some success on Facebook. And I do know there are some B2B organizations that are doing some very interesting, engaging programs through Facebook groups. And so, you know, if it's working for you, I'm not suggesting you should abandon it, Hmm. but um, it's those other brands that just continue copying their content there because they feel like they're supposed to. Those are the ones that I'm trying to, to get this message out to them that you don't have to spend that time anymore. Or another thing that I see working well is give it up. So instead of having your marketing communications team try and reach potential customers via Facebook, use it as a way to talk to either current or potential employees. It can be a really valuable uh, employer brand tool, uh, more so than a customer relations one. It sounds like, from your perspective at least, then it's been a a slow creeping feeling or realization or whatever it was over the last five or six years towards this this sort of conclusion that you come to at the moment. And I'm sure that will change in five years' time as well. But it sounds like it was a very creeping thing, not a sudden occurrence that made you think, nah, we've got to change. Correct. I, I think it's just organic reach continues to dwindle, continues to be a platform where if you're not paying, you're really not reaching anyone. And you know, I think the way that people use Facebook has a, a big that's a big driver as well. You know, people are just not looking to hear from large enterprises about how to do better at work when they're on Facebook. You mentioned a couple of things there linked to reach and the way people are using the platform. If we, if we talk about reach firstly, like you said, reach organic reach has been on the decline for many, many years now. I mean, a long time. And it's it's not uncommon now that you'll see pages with organic reach of maybe 2%, 4%. I mean, those figures are not... If, if ever I audit a page and I see that, that's not a surprise to me anymore. Not at all. On the back of that, there was this very much thought process of, okay, well, if this is the case with organic reach and we want to have a Facebook presence, then we need to invest some money in in boosting posts or advertising or, or getting our content that we're putting all of this time and effort into in, in front of the right people, which is always what I would advise people. But now that appears to be so much more ineffective than it ever was. And I, I specifically mean that over probably the last 12 months or so. Have you seen the same thing from your client base that Actually, even with paid reach, it's more difficult to reach the people you want to get in front of now. Yeah, I think Facebook, obviously the the changes in privacy rules and iPhone changing the way that it allows Facebook to keep track of your activity, all of these things, cookies going away, there are just a lot of factors happening that is making it harder for Facebook to deliver on some of what made it so magical in the past, um, where you could really very narrowly target based on different activities that people were doing off of the Facebook platform. They took away third-party data. um, And now, like I said, the the iOS changes, it, it just all of that together is making it harder for your advertising to really do what you want it to do. Yeah, absolutely. And and things I've noticed with my client base over the last, like I said, 12 months, if you run an ad campaign, Facebook will still deliver the reach for you. 
So if, if you're focused on reach, you can still get the reach. But if you go deeper and start looking at conversion side of things, that's where you notice a massive difference. And I mean, I'm talking a conversion being four, five, six, ten times perhaps even more expensive than it used to be. And I, I, you're right, I put that down to the changes with Apple as well. And it just makes Facebook a much harder platform to market on than it, than it ever was, I think. Yes, absolutely. And then you combine that with the fact that when someone is scrolling Facebook, I still just don't believe that they are in the right mindset to think about work and business solutions. Mm. When I'm on Facebook, I'm congratulating friends who've just had a baby or getting engaged or looking at some travel, um, you know, honeymoon photos, that kind of thing of my friends. I'm not really thinking about ways to be more productive at work. No, It's just not the right mind space for most of the the people you're trying to reach. I mean, it's, it's not just the B2B side as well. I mean, some of my clients are B2C and I, I'm seeing the same thing from them. You know, um, engagement as well. If, if I look at, um, for example, I have a, a B2C client which runs a, over 150-odd franchises around the UK. Their, their engagement levels on their Facebook page have fallen dramatically in the last 12 months. And that's not due to something else I can identify in terms of, I don't know, different content or messaging going awry or anything. It's just engagement has fallen, and which suggests to me either, like you say, people don't want to see that anymore on Facebook, or it could be that their posts aren't reaching the right people. I mean, the thing is, you never know with Facebook. And, and that's one of the things that I think people find frustrating from, from, a, from a business perspective, is you never quite know what's going on. Yeah, it's 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 a real challenge if you've had a lot of success, especially with conversions yeah. through Facebook, and now you're you're running the same playbook and doing the same things, but either not getting the same number of conversions or having to spend considerably more to get them. That is so incredibly frustrating as a business owner or a marketer to understand how this third-party tool can have such an impact on the business and, and not fully understand why the the changes are happening. But but again, my business, my agency, Lumino, our customer base, they tend to be the type of companies, the large enterprises delivering solutions that are complex, not not an impulse buy that you're going to see one Facebook ad and say, oh, I've got to try those shorts. You know, it's it's, it's not that kind of sale. So I, I don't think that they were ever really seeing conversions from Facebook even five or six years ago in the same way that a lot of B2C companies might. Yeah. If, if we go back maybe three or four years, maybe five years, to the time when, in fact, it might have been longer than that, to the time when people started to realize that organic reach was really on the decline, there was a lot of fuss around at that time about Facebook baiting and switching people saying build up your Facebook page get big numbers of people and then suddenly pulling the rug out from under them and saying well yeah but you can't reach those people anymore you've got to pay to do it at the time I made excuses for Facebook thinking (laughs) well it's got to monetize in some way I understand that you know if to be a business it's got to monetize something 
Now I'm not so sure. What What's your opinion? Do you think Facebook has baited and switched or am I being cynical? <laughs> well, I mean, we were always renting, right? Yep. We never owned Facebook. So when we built this audience and spent time and energy and oftentimes real dollars mm. building up these pages and, and the, the followings, we knew we weren't in control. You know, this is not on a platform any of us owned. This is on someone else's. We were just renting there. So we we kind of, I think we, you had to know going in that when you put that much time and energy into somebody else's, growing an audience on someone else's platform, that's the risk that you're going to have to take. And, and as long as your advertising dollars were getting you results, it still felt okay. But now, you know, the, the B2C client that you referenced where their conversions are as much as 10 times as expensive, that starts to be really frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. What What's your opinion really on why Facebook has gone the way it has over the last few years? Why do you think it's declined so much? That's a good question. Um, I think some of the things we've already talked about have to do with it. So the fact that people did lose a little confidence during the election and, and fake news, I think that was a big turnoff for a lot of users. I also think that the the general age, the average age of the users has just continued to increase, yeah. which can be a turnoff for younger users. You know, if, if my grandma's on the platform, suddenly it doesn't seem like that cool of a place to spend time <laughs> anymore. So I, I start looking for other channels. You know, I, I think Instagram and that acquisition has really been a great way for them to remain relevant since that is the same company even though we think of them so differently because they're separate apps on our phones. Um, so that was a very pivotal acquisition for Facebook to keep relevance with the younger population. I'll also think that in terms of, of users on Facebook, it's just, it's not the cool thing anymore. Yeah. There are other platforms, TikTok especially, that if you're going to open your phone and waste time, that <laughs> you'd rather spend your time on those platforms do you think there's a future for Facebook? I mean, that that seems an odd question because obviously there is a future. And I'm talking about Facebook, not not Meta, the company here. But do you see a, a, a long-term future for Facebook? It is hard for me to imagine a world in which there isn't a Facebook. They've just, I mean, how many sites do you log in with your Facebook credentials? I mean, I know at some point I got password fatigue and <laughs> option to just log in with Facebook. That was so appealing. And I have that all across the web now where my Facebook and my password for or my uh, account for some other platform, they're connected. And I, I'm sure that if Facebook suddenly went away, that would be a, a big thing to solve for, for all of us is, is how to get back into those accounts <laughs> without that access. You know, they obviously have so many resources and ability to acquire that it's hard to imagine them becoming completely obsolete. But what form that takes uh, will be very interesting. They're obviously doing a lot to try and move into more of the experiential realm with 3D and um, having these different ways to meet with your loved ones, um, just kind of rethinking connections. Going back to Jenny's call to companies to consider whether it's worth calling time on their Facebook pages, 
I asked her whether, in her case, that comes from a place of frustration with companies that keep putting time and money into it without the courage to delete their pages, or those that simply have unmonitored ghost pages. Well, my firm comes at it from the angle of it's a brand liability. Mm -hmm. If you leave a lingering Facebook page out there that nobody is looking at, no one is reviewing, who knows who the admins of that page are, who knows what comments are coming in. You know, There could be an old photo, three or four years old, someone could surface it, leave a comment, they could have a whole bunch of comments. Someone could take a screenshot of that. It could look like your company endorses those comments now, yep. even though you didn't even know they were happening. So it's just, it's like this dead end that, you know, nobody is going there, but if somebody happens to land there, that's a real brand liability that you're just not monitoring. So that's why we would encourage to truly shut it down or um, something else is kind of handed off so that it's no longer part of your marketing communication strategy, but it's now part of your HR team's way to connect with either current employees or prospective employees and make it a talent acquisition tool. So what what are the key triggers? that If someone listening to this, and this is kind of resonating a bit, because let's say they don't have a ghost page. So it's not the case that it's just been abandoned and no one looks at it, but they have a Facebook page, which they're running. But the whole idea of the sort of stuff we're talking about is is resonating with them. What are the sort of questions they should be asking themselves to think about whether they should be possibly deleting their page? I think you could run a pretty clear test of let's not publish for a month and see what happens. Does website traffic plummet? Yep. Does you know, uh, maybe a lead source dry up? Do you see fewer forms being completed somewhere on the site? those might all be indicators that, hey, there was something going on there. People were actually engaging with that. Um, But my sense is for a lot of companies, you go a month without a new post and nobody's going to (laughs) notice. Certainly, you're not going to have fans reaching out asking, where have you been? And I I don't even know that your web traffic numbers would really change that much. No, I I tend to agree with that as well because people – you know, if you have access to your, anyone listening, have access to your analytics data on your website, probably the number of people coming from Facebook is very small. Mm-hmm. And yet, like you say, if you track that further around, are, are they actually doing anything if they do click through? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all they're all signs, aren't they, of, of something not having, having any real value to your business, I guess. Yeah, it's been a month, maybe even two now, but there was about eight hours when Facebook was down. Yes, that's right. I had several clients who didn't even know that that had happened. (laughs) (laughs) A pretty good signal to me that Facebook wasn't a critical component of their marketing strategy any longer. An outage of basically a whole day had no impact that they were even aware of you know, that, that, that tool's probably not doing much for you. And did they go back to Facebook, though, after it came back up? I assume they did. <laughs> um, that's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, people are still really holding on to that, you know, I, I have to have it. Or, you know, I'm creating content for other channels, so I might as well. There's nothing to lose. There's no reason not to. Mm. Why do you think people are holding on, though? I mean, what's the, what's the psychology of thinking, 
Well, we're getting no value from our page, but we can't delete it just in case. What's the just in case part of it? Well, probably because you and myself and others like us spent eight, 10 years telling people they needed to. <laughs> so it's our fault. <laughs> yes. We, uh, we got people, we, we finally convinced them that Facebook has a place in your marketing mix. And now we're trying to, <laughs> to tell them that's not true anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's an odd way of thinking about it. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> thought of it like that. Wow. <laughs> now I feel guilty. <laughs> but it's funny because I, I, I've told certainly more than one, several clients when I've been auditing things over the last, I don't know, six months to a year, unless you can give me a really good reason why you've got a Facebook page, I think you should close it down. And mm. I, I found the same thing, if I'm honest. Some of them have gone, okay, let's do it. But most of them are like, well, I don't, you know, I, I just can't do that. It's an odd one. It is an odd one. Yeah, it's it's hard to let go. It feels so important. And and that's really what led me to to write this piece originally and, and, and to try and share it, it, is to try and make people feel okay with that decision. It's data backed. Yeah. I mean, if you can look at your analytics and see that Facebook isn't driving that traffic if you can shut your Facebook down for a month and nothing moves, no needles plummet, I mean, it really tells you all the info you need to know. Yeah. Do you, in that advice, do you advise looking at on Facebook things as well? So let's say reach or engagement or, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because I know, I know it's way down the line in terms of business value. But again, if I've got a page and I'm getting no engagement on that, or my engagement has slid over the past year without anything really changing. All right, it's not business value, but it's it's still saying to me, well, that page isn't isn't working or as well as it used to. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting a lot of engagement on your posts, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Those brands probably should stay right where they are. Yeah. I'm talking to the brand that has three to five likes on any post in the past 12 months. Mm. And you probably recognize most of your marketing team in that number of likes. You know, those are the brands where it just really feels clear that that's not adding significant value. It's not worth your time. Another place where I think Facebook might be driving a lot of value is messages. I know if I'm visiting, um, you know, maybe want to get a massage or maybe want to visit a gym. I, I've used the message function on Facebook to try and reach out and see if I can get a quick response. And when when someone's highly responsive, you know, that'll be the place that I go to. Yeah. So it, you get those kinds of inquiries. Again, I'm not talking to that business. Facebook does make sense for you. You should continue using it. Has your advice changed over the last year or so from seeing a page like that and saying, okay, well, let's devise a strategy to make your page better to now being, I think you should delete it. You know, stop fighting it, stop wasting your time, delete your page. Has your advice changed? I think what has really changed is I really drill down into the why. Yeah. If someone tells me they want help on Facebook, why? Why? I want to get more reach. Why? <laughs> you just keep asking why and drilling back to see what what is the thing that they're trying to accomplish and then figure out whether Facebook is really ever going to help them reach that goal. 
And typically with that line of questioning, it, it can really help you analyze whether it is the right fit or whether it just feels like it's the right fit because that's what someone's been telling you for however many years. Mm, absolutely. So really you're saying be brave to people. <laughs> I'm the same <laughs> with, with that question. I'm exactly the same. Why is the question I've probably asked the most since I started consulting seven years ago, but it sounds like you're saying just be brave. If you can't find a reason for it, then don't do it. Yeah. And again, I think that test, a month long test is so easy to run. Do nothing for one month <laughs> and then look at your numbers. You know, nothing's going to go away in a month. Mm. You know, it's, it's not like you're going to lose all that following that you have in that time period. So you can really evaluate what the business impact is. And if there is one, then this advice is not for you. I'm not suggesting that someone shut down a channel that's working for them. But I think the the promise of Facebook has been sold for a long time, and, and now it's very deeply held in marketers' hearts that it's an, an important part of your marketing, and it's just not delivering for so many businesses. And I just want to give people permission to let it go if it's not working for them. To talk further to Jenny about this topic, look her up on LinkedIn, not Facebook. You can subscribe to Digital Download on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, please do leave a review as this helps others discover the podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.